Welcome to Plant Medicine Transmissions with Javier Regueiro. We continue in this episode of Plant Medicine Transmissions, the exploration of questions to oneself in uh, view of uh, participating in a ceremony or retreat. This is actually the last question to oneself, and it is, do I feel that such community is still the best place for me to engage in this process, or is it time for me to find another one? This question speaks about staying in the present. It's about seeing whether in the present moment our choices, past choices, are still valid and positive. This process, like any meaningful spiritual process, keeps inviting us to stay in the present moment, to question every now and then, particularly if there is uh, some upset, uh, some feeling of frustration, to examine the validity, to question the validity of past choices that have indeed served us, but don't necessarily serve us anymore in the present moment or for the time being. In this regard, uh, we should also be honest with ourselves. Oftentimes, the healing spiritual process brings up patterns, brings up issues that are easy for us to project onto others. And uh, the examination of those projections is most important, which is why, you know, leaving a certain plant medicine circle or a teacher just because we are not feeling comfortable or some major issues has arisen is not really the best of approaches as far as I'm concerned. It is important to know that wherever we go, there we are. So those issues that have resurfaced in this or that setting will probably resurface eventually, no matter where we go and no matter in whose company we find ourselves. But there are indeed cases, situations where the circle that has been of support to us just does not feel that supportive or that beneficial to us. So instead of resenting it, instead of wishing it that it were more conducive to fulfilling our needs and desires, it's probably a good idea to simply say goodbye with gratitude for everything that that circle has offered us. Next, we will explore questions for the host and or the ceremony leader before signing up for a ceremony or retreat. First question is, what is the size of the ceremony or retreat group? 
I personally believe that if someone is looking for healing and is in need of support, no ceremonial retreat with more than 20 participants can realistically provide such level of support, and I would therefore refrain from joining them. Actually, I'm being very generous. I personally would no longer join a retreat or a ceremony with more than, say, 14 people at the most. As a plant medicine person, I realized that to actually be able to support more than 10 people is almost impossible. It's almost impossible time-wise, focus-wise, energetically-wise. To join a smaller ceremony or retreat, I believe is particularly important for people who are just beginning to engage in this process, who don't even know what their needs may be. Also, having a smaller setting a smaller group will ensure a higher degree of safety. And safety is most important in the case of this process where we want to be feeling safe so that we can relax and allow the medicine to touch us as deeply as possible. Just like everything else in our present world, the world of plant medicine has also turned into a business where profit is of the utmost importance for many. But there are alternatives and uh, it is up to us to choose what seems to be the best environment, the best uh, group size that we feel we need at any given moment. It is not about judging something that simply is, but about finding what suits us best. The next question is, what are the facilities and services offered? These include overnight lodging, bathrooms, transportation. We want to know for instance, in the case of transportation, we definitely don't want to be driving after a ceremony. That would be a danger to ourselves as well as to anybody that we may find on the road. It's also important to know, for instance, something as simple as bathrooms. This is a cleansing process. Bathrooms are very important. And so we may want to ask these things. And this will give us an indication of how carefully prepared the space is. How much attention is put in a solid container, even on very simple, practical things such as bathrooms. The next question is, what is the monetary or energetic exchange required? 
now spiritual and plant medicine circles are notoriously muddy when it comes to dealing with money, when it comes to uh, exchange. We don't want to fall into that trap of being vague about it, of leaving it to afterwards. I think it's important before we sign up for anything to be very clear of if there is any exchange required, exactly what that exchange is expected to be. If the host or ceremony leader is being vague about it, I would actually look elsewhere because that vagueness often ends up after the ceremony into a source of resentment on the part of the host or the ceremony leader. So be not afraid to ask and to get a clear answer. And then at that point, you can decide whether to sign up for it or not. The next question, or rather series of questions, are who are the people leading and assisting the ceremonies? How long have they been offering ceremonies? What has been their training? What tradition did they apprentice in and for how long? And what tradition are they following now? Do they have a teacher they have learned from and who has given them the permission to lead public ceremonies with this or other medicines? Asking these questions is very important as far as I'm concerned. For instance, if I go to a hospital, I want to be treated by a doctor and not by his assistants or medical students. Therefore, it's important to ask what kind of level of expertise, of experience, what their training may have been, what tradition oftentimes we find ourselves participating in ceremonies or retreats uh, that the ceremony leader is in alignment with a certain spiritual tradition that does not resonate with us in the least. So asking these questions can avoid a waste of time, a missed opportunity. Now, this is very important. I personally ask these questions because I feel that this gives me a better idea of set and setting. Now, you may choose whichever way, whichever kind of tradition or lack thereof to engage in this process. I personally found the most beneficial has been to be working with people with a certain experience, with a certain lineage, a tradition that they've been working from personally in my own work, I dare, I dare to give 
plant medicines to people only because of the solid container that the tradition I am aligned provides that strong support, energetic, physical, and non-physical. So this is where I come from. It's important to know that there is no set school of what is right and what is wrong in this process. There is simply what feels most beneficial, most conducive to our own healing and growth, and what feels most adequate in addressing our needs and desires at any given moment. Just once again, in the case that we are aware that we need some important support, that we have been suffering from important physical and non-physical ailments, that we make sure that the person that is leading us and supporting us through this process be an experienced one. The next question is, where does the medicine offered come from? Has the medicine been harvested in sustainable ways? How does the community where the medicine comes from actually benefit from this exchange? This question speaks about the importance nowadays of being aware of the source of the products, of the substances, of the medicines that we consume. And it is about uh, the theme of sustainability as well as the question of how does the community benefit from the medicines that they've been cultivating or harvesting. We may get in touch only with the plant medicine person, but it's important to be aware that behind is a whole community and also a whole environment. And the theme of fair trade, of fair exchange, is one that is just as important in plant medicine as it is in any kind of commerce. Oftentimes, it is only the plant medicine person and the hosts or organizers who benefit financially from our participation in a ceremonial retreat. Personally, I would be much happier to learn that actually part of my uh, financial payment goes beyond that that actually benefits a whole community so that also the environment where these medicines are grown can keep thriving rather than simply getting ravaged through greed and uh, consumption. 
this theme is particularly relevant to Peru and uh, probably also to other South American countries. I can speak of Peru where I live and where people are still under this spell of the conquest and feel that foreigners only come to this country to pillage it, to steal from it, oftentimes leaving the natives in the same level of poverty. I believe that when we drink plant medicines, we don't only ingest plant medicines, but we're also drinking from the incredible wealth of wisdom gathered through time by all the people, plant medicine people as well, people who have drank this medicine. Therefore, the riches of these medicines also come from the humans who have engaged with it. So I believe it's a good form of Aini, of reciprocity, to make sure that the present-day people, communities, where these medicines are coming from, do also benefit in one way or another from our own financial contributions. So it's a good thing maybe to ask, is uh, the plant medicine person or the retreat center supporting and in which ways supporting their communities and the natural environments thereof. The next question is, in the case of people leading the ceremonies who speak a different language than ours, will there be a sober interpreter at all times during the facilitator's visit? This question speaks about our own need to share information and to be understood by the ceremony leader at any possible, any given time, before, during, and after the ceremony. Being able to express ourselves in our own language or the language that is most comfortable to us and to know that we are being understood is for me most important, particularly for Westerners. As Westerners, we have a lot of questions. We have a need to express, to share our, of ourselves, of our own experience, much more than other people. And it's important that this need is addressed and fulfilled by the presence at all times of a translator who is sober, who is not part of the process, who can actually translate back and forth as clearly as possible. This will avoid confusions, this will avoid misunderstandings and will lead to a positive experience where we can also feel that we are not only being seen, 
but we're also being heard and that our questions and concerns can be answered at any given times. Blessings.